is episode 326 <coughs> No Laugh Track Podcast. I'm Justin Severson, the host. We are here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis in the middle of a polar vortex. Um, it is, uh, it's balmy in here. It's great temperature in here, but uh, outside, I think it was negative six is what I saw when I was uh, picking up Joe Larson outside his hotel to join me today on the podcast. That's right. And negative six right now is balmy compared to what it was. It was the, the, the wind chill they were saying was negative 55 degrees. Yes, sir. <laughs> so let's get let's let's get the uh, let's get this what? brutal weather Why talk out of the here? way. Why, well, first of all, <laughs> when did, where where did you come from from last like where were you before you came to Minnesota this week? Uh, I was in New York, which was uh, which is bad right now too. So it's not. I mean, it's just I. It's times like these where I'm like, why didn't I choose Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. I could have done this right. 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 You're right. Um, I checked the weather today in New York, by the way, to see what you're missing there. Yeah. 12. 12. Oh, th- listen, that is so. That's a good 20 degrees warmer. It's mm-hmm. not bad. Mm hmm. Uh, so when did you? I am curious though. When did you? Did someone bring it? To, did someone bring it to your attention? Like, dude, you're going to Minneapolis next week. I've seen the forecast. Or did you just get off the plane and then was it the announcement of the pilot? Yeah, yeah. Was that when you found out the how cold pilot, it was going to be? Well, yeah, because he, well, he he said they were going to land in like sub zero temp. And he was like with a uh, temps are. Negative uh, 27, and uh, with the uh, wind chill, it's, uh, it's uh, I don't know why he can never, I think he, I think pilots are bad at reading. I think that's what it is, you know, because they, they can never seem to get out the words. You don't think uh, he... It's, uh, he's just, he's, hand, he's handing the paper to the co-pilot who's reading it for him and then whispering into his ear the words. It's uh, negative 55, and I was like... How the fuck do you land a plane in negative 55? Right. I don't know. Are we going to skid off the runway of black ice? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I know. I can't drive in this t- weather. I don't know how you drive a Boeing 767. No, I don't know. I was, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that uh, that uh, was him. You know, they always try to do a little corny. Not a lot. A lot of times they'll do some corny joke. Like yeah. Maybe he was trying to ad lib. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd love a, a room of pilots at an improv class. Just... <laughs> I need I need a place. Uh, we're, Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, and it's the sl- uh huh. <laughs> one show, one sketch, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you uh, have you been reporting back to family back home? Uh, but that you're, yes. that you're still alive and haven't frozen. Today. Yeah, I do have to report back. That's how it works. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I also just called him in chat, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of uh, checking in, reporting, um, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Exactly, exactly. Well, you were. Uh, it shows how much you love your family that you didn't bring them with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm bringing them on a cruise next month. That's what? yeah. I'm to work in a cruise ship, so I'm bringing them along. So that'll be fun. We'll go down to the Bahamas, swim on some beaches, have a good time. Nice. Yeah. Have you done Have you done cruises before? Done Working? a couple. I just you know it's just here and there. I do one like one. A quarter sort of thing to get out of Dodge and um, bring the kids and I book them over like uh, I book them over, uh, spring break and midwinter break and a couple during the summer so that they can go on them. 
Can, will you adopt me, please? <laughs> yeah, come on in. Come on in. I've never had a boy. Come here. <laughs> Tell me all about you. I've never had a father. Oh, no, that's good. No, 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 that's good. I, I have a father. Uh, oh. I'm going to see him tonight. Oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> As a matter of fact, today's my sister's birthday, so we're getting together for uh, her birthday tonight. And we'll see mom, dad, sister. It's a Severson birthday, that's huh? That's right. Yep. Their that's dog ex- that I can only imagine had to walk out with uh, boots on this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that they do the booties for the salt, right? But then I imagine out now, they just got to make sure this thing doesn't die, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's- they do. Have, my parents do have a little dog, and they pull a little jacket on it. And look. <laughs> the little boots. <laughs> uh, I wonder if dogs know how good they have it. Like, because every other right. animal in the animal kingdom, not only do we not give them boots or uh, not give them jackets, Mm-mm. but we just fucking kill and eat them. Just horrible conditions and murder them. I think that the next time you, the dog acts up, you should just bring it to a slaughterhouse and just be like, see? Uh-huh. See what could be your life? We shape it up, little sonny. Uh, but put on the animal planet. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. This is what this is what you could have. This mm-hmm. is nature. You know what? Since we brought that, uh, since we went here, um, there's a question I I was asking people maybe about a year ago on the podcast. Uh, but when you're watching, and I'm gonna ask you right now, when okay. you're watching like one of those nature shows, and it's like the um, it's it, it's a lion against a zebra. Are you cheering for the zebra to get away or the lion to maul the shit out of that zebra? I Wow. That's a tough question. Uh, but I also, I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm less interested in that. I want to see the one where the alligator attacks the lion and the lion reattacks the alligator. Yes. Like, like I'm like, a, I want a fair fight, you yeah, know? Yeah, okay. I'm like, okay. yeah, I want this sort of Brock Lesnar sort of uh, fights, you know, and a gorilla. And be like, <laughs> I think it'd be awesome, you know? I, I have thought for years that the UFC should expand to animals. I think full gladiator. I think that'd be fantastic. Would gorillas have to wear headgear and uh, gloves? No, oh, they'd have to wear the gloves. Gloves, of the course, gloves? Okay. you know, but I think the, the hilarious part would be because the only way you could get the uh, the ape, you know, gloved up and uh, and ready is you'd have to put him under. So you'd have to trank him. Right. True. True. And then the start of the fight would just be Brock Lesnar sitting at a corner like, when the fuck is this thing going to wake up? <laughs> Nobody knows what it's going to wake up, you know, With and then, back to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or what if you tranked both of them and then you know, put them both in the ring? And then the best part would be you wouldn't be, you wouldn't you'd have to call it at some point because it has to be humane. These the, both sure. animals have to live, right? Yeah, okay, okay. So that means that it's, there's just going to be dudes off to the sides with trank guns ready to put this thing down after a ground and pound, a gnarly ape ground and pound. Ground and pound. Yeah, that's not used enough. Uh, it's not used enough. Ground and pound? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the first time I heard it, I did not think it was a fighting term. I was like, wow. Oh. All right. Don't say that on mom. <laughs> something You thought it was something that teenage boys do with the door closed? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ground and pound. <laughs> Drop to the ground, pound it out, call it a day. I remember... Uh, uh, like when I was a teen, late teens, early 20s, uh, still. It, it, whenever I was living back with my parents, maybe it was like the summer of college, and uh, a buddy calling me, this is, you know, pre-cell phone days, calling to the house phone, answering mm-hmm. the phone, like, hey, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just cleaning my room. <laughs> my friend Brian was convinced that every time I said cleaning my room, that meant... You OCD, you're cleaning your room like three, four times a day. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> Joe List had a great bit about uh, he, he he just renamed masturbating, napping, and uh, something else. You know, like he's like he called uh, masturbating yoga and napping. Or, so, sure, it's sure. a very very funny bit. Um, I butchered all of it right there. Well, I can uh, I can I can one up you and butcher someone else's Andy Erickson, who I just okay. saw is going to be featuring here next week. Nice. Acme. She I don't doubt she does it anymore, but did a joke about uh, talking about getting high, but calling it being confused. Yeah. And that way yeah. she could tell her mom about yeah. it. Yeah. I, got, I was over at my friend's house, got so confused <laughs> <Yeah>. last night. <laughs> you can just tell them, then you can it opens it to, to tell everything yeah. that you did. Totally. Saying, well, I was confused. Yeah. That's why yeah. things change. Yeah. I like it. Doesn't exactly work in a court of law you know no no your honor i was just real confused yeah, i don't yeah. uh... still confused as a matter of fact still confused so joe yeah we should talk about your new album oh yeah yeah it's called when did that come out it came out tuesday this week this week i know congrats it's very... thank you thank you i'm pretty happy about it uh it's very funny and it's mostly just uh, covers of songs. Um, I, I listen to it. It's a lot of Trump stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's it's, it's actually me covering Trump speeches. I just do them in different voices. I do I do all of Trump's speeches as Bill Cosby. <laughs> listen, it's a bad Bill Cosby. It's. Uh, <laughs> it's listen- gonna be fantastic. I did listen to it, and I actually didn't hear any politics. No, for no. the record. No, there's no politics. No, there I'm just, politics are exhausting. Mm-hmm. I can't get behind it. No, the amount of work you got to do to do it good is insane. And it change, you know, because there, there's great political comedians out there. Yeah, but ugh. you know, uh, let's just talk about that for a second. Last week, Matthew Br- Matthew Broussard, Broussard, yes, and he. Uh, well, first of all, he's going to be on Fallon tomorrow night. Oh, nice. Keep an eye out for that. But uh, also, I think being on this podcast leads to that. Yeah. Not- oh, great. So I got Fallon next week. You know, nice. Can, can just be sure and uh, check your messages when we're done. I'll here. call Michael right now and see if <laughs> see if he got me that date. <laughs> you never know. But he's uh But I talked to Matthew about he's been doing that. He had a couple of appearances on that new Comedy Cellar show yeah. on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did were you on there at all? Uh, I'm gonna be on it soon. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you be? How are you at doing a topical humor? I can do topical stuff. Okay. I just don't give a crap about politics. Okay. Really. You know that's and and uh, I feel like digging into the political su- uh, world is just it's it's uh, you can either make superficial jokes about it uh-huh. and everybody gets it, or you can go real deep into it and then you lose all of the everybody that doesn't know about the thing. You right. Know? Right. 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 Um, and so it just it doesn't interest me. But a topical, yeah, I can I can dig into something that's weird and stupid. And right now, good. You know, I, yeah. So you know that you're going to be they're coming back with the show and you're going to what do you know so far? What do I know so yeah. far? What do you know? <laughs> uh, I, I just uh, talked to what's his name? The producer. Um, and we're we're going to they're going to be in there taping and, you know, we'll be okay. in there a couple weeks. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I like that show. Yeah, it's a good one. I like the fact that, uh, you know, getting comedy in front of people's eyes, the more the better. You know? Yeah. Especially when it's brand new. Yeah, it's a fun format. Mm-hmm. It's a fun format. Um, I like the, the new bit part of it more than, like, the roundtable stuff. Oh, completely. Uh, yeah, because the roundtable stuff is, like, it's just who's loud, you know. It's, yeah, I mean, it's almost kind of filler. 
Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. No, let's go back to talking about okay. uh, emotional support. Mm. Your new album, your second one, second one, second one, second one. You have the greatest hits out of the way. The greatest hits was uh, debut album, greatest hits, and then Great we're game. on to emotional support. Which uh, first one I went with a funny name, and the second one I just went with one of the bits in it. Mm-hmm. Um, recorded in Seattle, uh, and. Uh, it came out pretty well. I'm pretty happy about it. I did it with 800 Pound Gorilla, which they're awesome. They kick ass as a label and uh, super professional dudes. It was fun, man. It's uh, it's a good album. You went back home. No, back home. To yeah. Record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were like, "Do you want to do it in New York?" And I said, "I always do." Uh, at least one weekend in Seattle every year and I do my benefit show in Seattle and then I do the weekend and uh, and so I was like it was about time for me to go back anyway so I was like yeah let's just do it there okay um and I do my benefit show first. I did. It was kind of weird because I I really wanted to push this album, but I also needed to push the benefit show uh, because the money goes to every year do a uh, benefit show called Giggles and Grit. Yeah, it's going to ask you about. Yeah, it's now it's now in New York and Seattle. Okay, uh-huh. and so we're doing we're doing those two cities, and we'll probably hopefully we're going to grow it a little bit bigger in both of them, and then move to other markets as well. Wow. Initially, it was just we were raising money for families that had to move for their kids can't treatment because in seattle is seattle children's hospital is the largest children's hospital in the northwest so if you're in idaho montana wyoming uh oregon you're going probably to seattle so uh that means that although there's other things you have cheap housing and all that other stuff there uh you still have bills back home and you don't you know you got to pay a car payment and a house payment and you you have to lose your job and yeah um have to relocate and one of the saddest things i ever saw was walking through seattle children's cancer hospital and a little kid was there getting their chemo all alone their Ugh. parents weren't there because they had to work yeah. to get and so they couldn't be there with their kid it's just it's horrific. it broke my heart so i was like i can do something about this and so i started doing these comedy shows where we just take a bunch of money we find a family that has had to relocate or you know fell on tough times because of this cancer treatment and we just dump a bunch of cash in their lap and walk away are you part of the choosing of the yeah i just yeah so the first year was That's gotta be tough <clears throat> well it's it's been it's been easy really only because people come out of the woodwork that i have i have some sort of kind of knowing who they are okay the first year was um my wife's from big sandy montana and uh, was a person she went to high school with who ended up becoming her cousin because in Big Sandy, everyone will eventually become cousins. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because so, <laughs> right. one of her aunts married her dad, you know, sort of thing. Anyway, um, their kid was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, and they had to move to Seattle for nine months for cancer treatment. So I was like, okay, great. I'll just do a benefit for them. And it was the first year, and it was just a wonderful love fest, and it was such a cool thing where uh, you could, it was palpable in the room, just this, just all these people come together to have a great time and do a great thing for these two people That's awesome. uh, for these three people and it was really it was just it felt so good to do that and I was like oh, I gotta do this again and so the next year um there was a friend of a friend of a friend who okay. heard about it and were like oh you, you have no idea we're coming out from Idaho and this and the other and I was like great here's a bunch of cash and then this year we changed around a little bit because a friend of ours, uh, their sister lives out there, and she was diagnosed with ALS, mm-hmm. um, 
she has two boys. I think they're eight and ten at the time. And right after ALS diagnosis, her husband uh, passed away very immediately. So she was left all alone with two boys with ALS. So she will soon not be able to walk. And she's living in a three-story townhouse. Oh, boy. And so we raised $30,000 to help her move out of that place and retrofit a new place so that she could live with her kids for longer. Holy shit. So it's a really cool thing. It's giggles and great. We do it each year, New York and Seattle, and we raise money online. Uh, and we're I just registered it as a non uh, 501c something. Sure, sure. One of the nonprofits. Yeah. So now we're going to be able to accept larger donations that will be tax write-offs. And I'm hoping to build it into something really big. So awesome. look for that, people. So 2019's is... Usually we do them around October. Okay. So it's a couple months out. Um, we're looking at venues right now in New York. Seattle, uh, the Comedy Underground there has been so generous, and they have given me 100% of the door each time um, to give to the families. So awesome. it's been, yeah, it's been great. It's been really great. So we'll keep it at the underground as long as we can, and then hopefully we expand past that and build it into a bigger thing. And the, our goal is now to not find a specific family and then do the show for them, but to do a show, do a bunch of shows, make a big pot of money, and then be able to disperse it. Yeah. So uh, we're sort of changing the model around. I got a little bit of help on that. I can imagine. You, yeah. Yeah. That can't be. Wow. That, that's Congratulations, man. That's really cool. It feels good to do something for other people. Yeah. You know? I earlier uh, about six months ago, I found out there's a guy I, that I play softball with, and if if people don't just uh, initial reaction meeting this guy, people are like, "What a dick!" Like he's just <laughs> loud and obnoxious, and like rips on like his you know he's the, like rips on his friends right to their face constantly. A ball buster with our wives, <laughs> like almost inappropriately <laughs> for real, Joe. <laughs> Like, if he wasn't, uh, how do you, He's done, we all have a friend like this, don't yeah. we? We all have a friend like He's this? He's Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. However, he volunteers once a month at a homeless shelter. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, just gives. And totally. Like, how did, it doesn't you know why? fit with any, So he can hit on your wives. I That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I guess you get a pass. Yeah. I yeah. guess. All right. I guess. All right. Talk about her cans. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> That is actually what he talks about. Oh, yeah? Joe? Is he, what has he said to you? I haven't even said his name. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Of course. Everybody knows him. So. His name's Lewis Lee. That's, uh. <laughs> I saw this thing. Um, you know, Valentine's Day is uh, a little over less than a month from now. Jeez, like 15, 16 days or something like that from now. Valentine's Day. I'm sure you're ready like I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. There's a zoo, uh, the Bronx Zoo, I think it is. It's okay. doing a thing where you can go to their website, and they will let you name. They're doing a list. You can name a cockroach that they have after acts of yours. <laughs> well, the nice part about New York City is you can just name cockroaches all day. Like, they're <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> just walking through the subway, like, Bill, Jeff, Kyle. It's uh, name. You can actually see them clocking in for work. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> name a cockroach. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But it, I, I agree. It is one of the dumbest things. And I've you ever. can name them for whom? Well, they're they're doing. Are they it, pitching uh, it as for your ex? If you're gonna, if oh, you're for plan, your ex. If you're planning on spending Valentine's Day alone, why not name a cockroach after your ex? It'll make you feel good. <laughs> oh my that little empty spot in your heart. I do like how even the zoos like these things are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is my favorite part of it. Is they have it. Uh, 
on the advertisement or the whatever the memo on their website it says uh would you like to put your ex's first name only oh <laughs> we can no full names we don't want slander charges that's hysterical it made me think of the uh the commercial they've brought back the we add a baby it's a boy like the yeah. Geico oh guy yeah, yeah totally yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah this one's going out to my ex-girlfriend her name is uh joan collins yeah that's her full first name you know <laughs> Sorry, could you spell that out? Yeah, J-O-A-N-C. And then just a little space. Just a little space. And then... And can you write a bunch of numbers? She has a bunch of numbers in her name, too. It's 646-732-8436. Right. Yeah, so... What, do you have an X that pops in your mind like, oh, what if that would be the one? No, you know, I've never, I, there's never been anybody that I that I don't like, you know, or that I, I didn't want to be with them, but they're like, they're, they're fine people. There's no bitterness still somewhere. I'm not good at bitterness. Good. I don't, I don't hold on to a lot. I keep most of, I keep most of that for my dad. Uh, <laughs> I keep that from a family. No. Yeah, I mean, if you want bitterness, you just gotta. Why? Why extend that to strangers when you have <laughs> blood relatives that have? Yeah. Well. <laughs> we. Yeah. So last time you were here, first time was episode five. Oh yeah, with that right. father of with yours. with dad. Yeah, with the Elliot next, Max. The next time was episode one ninety three. Oh wow, that was. March of 2016. Okay. And now here we are. And now here Last we are. Last day of January 2019. And what number is this? This is 326. You've been on 5, okay. 193, and 326. Okay. I, I want to make sure that, that when I come back, I want to be on 666. Six, six. Six, six, I want to be on that one. <laughs> Mark of the devil. <laughs> we'll reserve that. And we'll just we'll just all we'll just do table reads. We'll, I'll come up with advertisements for, for Satan. Uh, we'll be recording that one at 1 a.m., not 1 p.m. Yeah, so. yes, I'm of course, yeah, with a pentagram and a uh -huh. yeah, a Ouija board. Nothing, Dear Dark Lord. Yeah, nothing but candles in here. <laughs> uh, -huh. uh boy, you know, Dana Gould's name came up uh mm -hmm. before we started recording. And when he was here a few months ago, he had just two or three days prior, he attended a seance. Oh really? In in uh Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah, that mm -hmm. sounds very Dana Gould. Yeah. Uh I, yeah, I I so don't believe in any afterlife that I just find that shit hilarious. Yeah. You know, like there's uh -huh. just nothing. There's no excitement. I think when I was younger and I, I kind of had some like, well, maybe you know, maybe it's a possibility. There was a there's an element of like, well, I could entertain that. Yeah. And now I just find it silly. It's uh -huh. just a, it's, and especially grownups. If you're like a 13 year old girl, I get it. You know, you try. I want to talk to the about the afterworld mm -hmm. and see if there's a a boy out there that's perfect. <laughs> and then. How about, uh, it's like the fortune teller in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Where's my bike? Yeah. The Alamo. Yeah. The basement. <laughs> I, That's, I believed about, I believed in fortune telling until uh, 1986 when I saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And I was like, oh, oh. that was a crock of shit. Oh, yeah? That was Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Blew it all open for you? Uh, that was some incredible investigative reporting, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh -huh. That's really. Uh-huh. Uh, absolutely. 
Let's see. Oh, let's go back. I want to talk a little bit more about your album. It's available everywhere. Everywhere. You can you can buy it at uh, at uh, bodegas. You can buy it off the taco guy on the street. There's a lot of places to get it. But you should probably just get it at iTunes or Amazon or something like that. Or do Pandora. Do the Pandora thing. Uh, you can see it on Spotify. There's a homeless guy in the corner. He's hawking them for me. How do we get the most money in your pocket? Well, probably purchasing it. But Pandora is a good one for comedians. If you, uh, I'm learning more and more about the streaming stuff. Okay. Spotify screws you hard. Okay. Yeah, Spotify, they pay you. They don't pay you, basically. Spotify, you get uh, potato chips. If you get enough, if you get uh, 100 million streams, they'll send you a bag of potato chips. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty sweet deal. Oh, I like um, no, Pandora pays comedians about 10 times what Spotify pays them. And wow. It, yeah, which is a significant amount. So if you have a friend or if you have a comedian that you like, go on Pandora and, and upvote them and, you know, get them in front of more people. So I don't remember which of those uh, services it was. But Kermit Apio, who I know you know, yeah. was here a few weeks ago. And his stuff had been streaming for <laughs> quite some time, and he didn't know it wasn't getting paid. Oh, did he not sign up for Sound Exchange? Well, he got retro. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, but had to... Yeah. It was kind of a stink he had to, he had to throw to... Uh, get oh, really? To, yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Ask Kermit. I will. He's the nicest man in show business. You talked to it's, him. Absolutely. It's weird. You know, you say that, and everybody says that, and I wanted to say something like that when I was trying to promote that episode, but then you're like, he's so nice. Like, I, I'm not saying that because he's not funny. It's like... No, he's funny. He's, yeah. Like, he's funnier than he's nice. No, he's nicer than he is funny. <laughs> Like, is she hot? Well, she's it's, she's it's, funny. It's, like, no, no, no. She's hot and funny. That is one of those, the, the, the greatest comedian insults you can give. You know, like, is he funny? Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good right? guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't no, want, no, no, totally. want to take away how funny he is. Yeah, it's, no, just, cr- it's crazy how nice he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's also crazy how funny he is. Uh-huh. Like, it's totally, it's both. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he, you know. Uh-huh. I, I actually ran into a club owner recently uh, that did not. I was that did not like him. Uh, I know, and I was like, here. no, and I was like, immediately, I was like, well, I don't think I should work here anymore. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, uh-huh. not, it's not my career. It's a, his reputation isn't my career, but like I called a Kermit, and I was like, hey, what's the deal with this? And he told me the whole story, and I was like, wow, these people are nuts. I'm assuming it was a misunderstanding. <sighs> Oddly enough, I don't... Kind kind of, but I think these people are just crazy. Oh, okay. You know? Fair enough. Sometimes people are crazy. Yes, yes they are. <laughs> like the guy I saw that they showed on the news last night walking out in his shorts. Did you see that? Kind of went viral yesterday. Oh, I... In I Minneapolis. Was, <laughs> he's walking outside in his shorts. And uh, somebody, I don't know what uh, media outlet took the picture. They went up and asked him for his name. Yeah. And he wouldn't give his name because my mom will be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> That is a good Minnesota boy. Uh-huh. That's what he is. I do, oh. have a, I do have a message for the guy, and it's always a guy, young guy who thinks that you're going to wear shorts year round. Mm-hmm. Why? What are you? Who are you proving that to? We had a buddy, Lang Reynolds, who was a cyclist. He actually became a professional cyclist, cycled all through Europe and stuff like that. He was a pretty amazing athlete. Uh-huh. Um, and in high school, he would wear shorts year round. And the joke was always, when it snowed out, he put on two pairs of shorts. <laughs> Oh, it's getting cold. I got uh, two or three pairs of shorts on now. Oh, yeah. I got four T-shirts on now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
I don't I don't know what that that thing is. That's I mean, funny. that's like uh, yeah. You know what? I, I I decided to put on two vests. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep that midsection nice and warm. I don't care if my arms fall off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a teenager anymore. I don't need them. It's called layering. And my yeah. mom told me to do this. <laughs> It's always a dude. Oh. The ladies are smarter than us. Uh-huh. But no, because uh, they, they dress up in those dresses. I was going to say. I was, on Tuesday night, there was some girl decked out, like super low cut, like short dress. And I'm like, what? it's it's negative 30 degrees. Was she wearing boots as well, though? Uh, I don't. I think she brought in shoes and changed them. Like, I, it's... I'm going to change in the bathroom. Otherwise. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? I don't understand what the... the it was, she was like, it's my birthday. Or like, how, which 20s birthday is this? Because yeah. this is not a woman uh-huh. in her 30s. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No. Uh, I watched... I was driving, uh, I was driving around with somebody the other day I was working with. He's like, hey, stop at the gas station here. I need to run in. All right. So I didn't need to go out. I waited outside. He took longer. That's a whole other story. He took a lot longer than it should have in, in the store. I'll talk about misunderstandings. In any case, I was waiting outside for him for like five, six, seven minutes. I got to watch a woman. This was uh, Tuesday when it was, you know, the first day of the ridiculous cold. Yeah. I watched her. This is priceless. Light. Uh, she had a brand new pack of cigarettes. I watched her, you know. Uh, pack it pack down. Pack them. Grab one out. Go in her in her purse for some matches. <laughs> Joe, ask me how many matches it took her to light that cigarette. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about this. Uh, I heard you saw a lady mm-hmm. outside of a store in a br- brutal cold weather. Brutal cold. Yeah, brutal I was cold. sitting in my heated and you were seeing, yeah, and, yeah, and you were cold sitting in the car. I was, I've got a question for mm-hmm. you. Did she use matches? She used matches. And how many matches? You know, one would have been like, all right, she's got her act together. She's a pro. There's no, no. It may mm-hmm. have been the first time she'd ever seen matches. Oh, yeah. Eight Eight, it took her eight. Eight job. matches, which brings us to our first sponsor of the episode, Lighters. lighters. We, uh, we're <laughs> proud to be sponsored by Lighters on this show. Are you smoking outside in the cold? Do you have an, a horrible addiction that causes you to go out in the freezing cold uh-huh. and just stand there for three minutes? Yeah. Try Lighters. They won't let you down. Yeah. Lighters. She had the... She was trying to, like, do it... There was no block, you know, like there was no blocking. Like she wasn't oh, using yeah. one hand to block the wind. Yeah, she was just she was doing the fold over of the matchbook. Yeah, so doing that with one hand and then, and then doing just the- putting in the middle and uh-huh. then just holding the match up and. <laughs> Like sucking super hard to yeah. get that lit eight matches. That's great. So if you do that math, it took eight matches to light one cigarette. <laughs> one hundred and sixty? Is that right? To light the whole pack? I don't even know how many are in a pack. I've never smoked. Twenty. 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 Yeah. 20. Eight times twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Hundred and sixty matches. Hundred and sixty matches. She's like, wow, the smoking's expensive. The cigarettes are fine, but the amount of matches I go through—that is—that is crazy. I mean, I, I, you'd think you'd think that they'd uh, they'd make these a little better. They'd uh-huh. think they'd make something, uh-huh. something. Well, hopefully, she listens to this podcast and she she goes and buys something from our first sponsor mm-hmm. of the episode. <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Quite a good. So. Now I want to go back to you brought up we we've just mentioned your dad briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
He, in fact, is one of the, I think, if I remember this correctly, that uh, that time you guys were both here together, episode five, he had a, I think he, was he vaping back then? Did he have I a vape? Think, yeah, I probably. I think he's one of the first people I ever saw, like, vaping. Oh, he like, got, he, were catch, he was really early adopter, right? he, he got into it right away. Yeah, he's, okay. he's a big fan of new technologies. Okay. Uh, and also new drugs. Yeah. Yeah, he really wants to get them all in. Mm-hmm. And so that was a perfect combo for him. He was, yeah. He was one of those guys that, like, before people were like, you can't do that in here. He was in the airport once, and somebody saw him do that, and then, like, a cop, and he's like, hey, you can't do, and the cop was like, wait, but that's not, I don't even know what the, you know what? Keep going. <laughs> I'm unsure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the rules on this one. Uh, it doesn't. It, I thought you were smoking, but you're not. I don't understand this. Okay, just keep going. Keep walking. I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, there was tons of confusion. Those first came out. Yeah. Tons of confusion. Totally. And now all the kids do it. Apparently, like it's a huge problem in the teen community. Joe is vaping. Even, I'm so worried about that. But that's how, how old are your kids? Uh, twelve and ten. <clears throat> oh man. Yeah. So they're just ripe for the vaping age. I'm super scared. Yeah. Well, many other things, but yeah. Yeah. But no, let's, uh, how's Elliot, how's your dad doing? That's what I want to get to, Joe. <laughs> no, come on. You don't want to talk about how scared you are of your children? Mm-hmm. I'm terrified of my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and I know you have daughters as well. I have daughters, yeah, yeah. Me too. I don't know how my dad's doing. He hasn't talked to me in a couple of years. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> so nothing, it's so a nice things dis- haven't changed since it's, last time. It's a nice dysfunctional family, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you gave some uh, updates, some jaw-dropping updates the yeah. last time you were here. Yeah, and then, you know, things got a little bit better, and then a couple months, maybe six months ago, uh, just nobody's here from him, so okay. I don't know what he's doing. You don't know what he's I doing. I hope he's okay. Okay, <laughs> he's a he's a you know damaged soul, and uh, we all we all pray for him, if sure. you will. Sure, yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's just you know it's one of those things where he had a great joke, one of my favorite jokes of his, and it so applies to our family too. He goes, he goes, I come from a dysfunctional family. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't talked to any of those assholes in years. Uh, <laughs> 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 was that one from early in the career or yeah oh, yeah oh, yeah well. yeah it's, oh. it's yeah hmm. okay interesting <laughs> yeah i don't come from a lot of healthy relationships <laughs> i was not modeled a lot from my early days mm-hmm. but i do yeah i got the two kids though i got the two kids as well two daughters you got what what yeah two daughters two yep. daughters yep. yeah that is yes. oh my gosh yeah i'm right behind you and it's uh oof. It's it's they're so wonderful right now, and it's so interesting because I look at them. Uh, it's weird to know that something's going to turn so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something so good is going to turn so bad so soon. Mm-hmm. It's like looking at a time bomb, and th- there's no wires you can cut. You're just you're just just buckle up, buddy. I know. <laughs> and you're right there, like the counter's ticking down. Uh huh. Yeah, you look so scared right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's... I can't. I don't even... It's, uh, I could... I, I could start an like People have done it. Start other podcasts just talking about parenting. Sometimes yeah. I think I could do that because yeah. it's... Uh, just well, to, just to, and it would be more therapy of just me going, oh, shit, what am I going to... Totally. What, well, is, what are you going to... What are we going to... I remember, like, even right before I had kids, I thought somebody knew what to do as a parent. Mm. Right, because people write books, but even the people that write books have no clue because it's constant. You're you're working with um, mercury. Doesn't matter what you do to it; it's gonna ball up in its own form. It's gonna come back together. It's gonna. You can't truly shape or mold it. No, it's just 
you just gotta hope that you do not contaminate it with other shit. I've even I've uh, I oftentimes you know I'll listen back to episodes of the podcast before somebody comes back. Okay. So I've been you know so I've been doing that for years now. Yeah. And I've and I listened back to one recently and I don't remember who the guest was. Doesn't matter. But I said something to the guest uh, like, uh, Yeah, I'm trying really hard to turn my daughters into little mold them into little nerds. Yeah. That was probably four years ago. Uh, oh, I, what a fool for thinking that I have any influence. I mean, tiny. There's a yeah. tiny bit. I introduce them to things like Star Wars. Total. And football. Yeah. Like professional sports and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They know it exists. They've got a taste. Totally. It didn't change the fact that none of them, neither they of my daughters, do not give a watch shit. football with me. Totally. Has not, you know, I yep. tried, didn't happen. Yeah. They just don't have it in them. It, no. I had, it wasn't my fault that I did or didn't. It's just, you have no, you no. Have no well, that was what happened. Whatsoever. Having, <clears throat> that was what having the second kid did to me. Because I, it's, I would say like, that's the, that is the, uh, that's the kid that kicks you in, into think, to realizing that you have no control. Yeah. Right? Because okay, yeah. my first kid was a saint. She was, the, she is, she is the sweetest little girl on the planet. She cares for other people almost to a fault. Like, it's one of those things where I have to tell, tell her, like, you have to take care of yourself, too. Like, uh-huh. don't just, uh-huh. you know, like, she's so sweet. And I was like, man, I'm really crushing this parent thing. Like, I kind of got this down, you know. I'm, I'm, I make good kids. People, you know, like, all of her teachers, you know, like, oh, my God, she's the greatest. We just want a classroom full of hers. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm the best. I'm such a good dad. Yeah. And then I had a second kid. I'm go. like, this kid is a terror. There's <laughs> right? no talking to her. Yeah. She just does not give a rat's ass what anybody thinks about her. Yeah. And she's on her own. And she's going to do what she wants to do. Uh-huh. And she doesn't give a shit what her teachers say or her parents. And what's funny is, like, the first one's going to be okay because she's going to study hard and she's going to work hard and she's going to go to college and she can do all the right things. The second one's going to be okay because she's not going to take shit from anybody. Yeah. She's going to, like... I've got a scientist and a mob boss that I live with, you know, and they're just, they're, they're going to both be fine, I hope. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. How is it raising them in, you're living in New York, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how's that? Well, it's interesting because I didn't grow up there. Right. And so I think it's a good thing for me as a parent because I don't get to just do what happened to me. You know, I don't get to really, I don't get to go, well, I went to this school and did this this way. So you get to do this this way. Right. There's none of that. So I'm in a completely different environment with totally different sets of rules. And so I, I truly have to think about all of the different elements of it, uh, which I think makes me a better parent. Um, uh, but I, I think it's a really cool thing for them because they truly grow up around everybody, all different types of people. Um, they, What's interesting? They hate the car. They don't want to sit in a car. Oh. They want they want to ride the trains. They want to take public transportation. You have a car? Yeah, we have a car. Um, and because uh, I, you know, road work and stuff, you got to have a car. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but then you watch them sort of develop these other skill sets too. Um, reading maps because you got to you have subway maps all over the place, oh, yeah. and then um, so they're they're pretty good about that. And then they, the all the numbers in our neighborhood is a, it's a grid. It's and so they know if I'm on 14th and 6th how to get home now because they've talked about the grid and they know how to do all that stuff. And it just it turns them into Street different. Smart. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's really it's it's fun and interesting. And then you know they know about of course it's a lot of streets, it's a lot of people, it's a lot of you know it's it's a totally different world. And so they are really. Um, turning into interesting kids 
because of it. Very cool. Yeah. Now you, uh, it, I don't know if there's any science behind this, but you, you know, followed, kind of followed your father in mm-hmm. the business he did yeah. for a living. Yeah. Uh, what if we had to follow one of our parents into their career? <laughs> First, I want to ask, what did your mom do? Okay. My mom was, for the most part, a stay-at-home mom when I was young. Okay. And then she taught preschool. Okay. So that was what she did. Could you have done either of those? Uh, well, uh, I could teach preschool, maybe. I mean, I like coloring, you know? <laughs> uh, it's, it's not teaching. It's not teaching. It's babysitting, really. I mean, glorified. Yeah. Um, and then... I don't know, stay at home. See, I kind I kind of do some stay at home stuff, you know, because uh, when I'm not on the road, it's you know, wake up early, make some lunches, you know, send the kids off, pick them up at school. So I do a little bit of that. But man, if I don't go on the road for like three weeks, I start itching. I'm do like, you. I gotta get out of Dodge. Okay. This is not okay. Okay, uh, I gotta get out and sleep in one day and just not deal with people needing everything from you know, Dad, Dad. I can't. Uh-uh. I need a couple of minutes of quiet, please. Now, how about let's do it for your kids? What if they had to follow either you or your wife? Well, um, I hope that they follow my wife because she's a doctor. And uh, but both like Lola, my oldest, when she was five, she wrote her first joke. And it was a good joke, and I was blown away. She she's doing her math book. She's she was ahead of her grade in in a lot of different studies, and so we got her new books for uh, to challenge her. Okay. So instead of doing her regular homework, we had a, a second grade math book, and so she would go and do second grade math stuff. And um, so she's sitting there doing her math book, and I walk through the dining room, and she goes, "Dad, Dad, I think I uh, I think I just came up with a joke." And I go, "Okay." Yeah, what do you got? And I figure it's going to be something real dumb, you know, like uh, uh, elephant and then uh, poop, (laughs) you know. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, exactly. So then she goes, hey, Dad, I think this is a joke. What did one math book say to the other math book? And I go, I don't know. She goes, well, we got problems. And I was like, holy shit, that's a great joke. She was like, really? And she's like, yeah. And then after that, of course, she got praise for it. So now she's like, Dad, I think I got another joke. And they're, yeah, they're all terrible. (laughs) But she's she is uh, very she wants to she likes acting she likes science she's a big she started studying not stu- she was she when she was about three she asked my wife to see a heart and so my wife showed her the diagram of a heart and then she was like uh, no 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 like a real heart and then so she showed her a picture of a real heart. she's like no like a moving beaten like a heart you know Ew. and so my wife was like well we could probably watch a YouTube video open heart surgery but. It might be a little rough, so... And she was like, I want to see it. And so I was like, okay, put it on. And she was like, at any point, if this is weird, you tell me to stop. And so they cut open a dude's chest, and they're pulling... There's a heart transplant. They're pulling a heart out and putting a heart in. And uh, she's quiet. And my wife's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, what's that? And she's like, that's the aorta. Okay, cool, what's that? That's the. And by the time she was four, she could name all the chambers of the heart, sinus rhythm, aorta, vena cava. She could, she could, she knew all the tools. Holy yeah, God. totally. And so she got super into watching. She would just sit in the back of our car with one of our phones and watch YouTube videos of open heart surgeries. And she could tell you, like, halfway into a surgery, if it was going to be a transplant or a valve replacement or all these different things. It's crazy. And so she got super into that stuff. So my hope is that she goes that route yeah the little one though has she seen doogie hauser by the way she has not we have not introduced her to the duke uh (laughs) that's a good point i should bring her into that Uh that, into that fold uh the little one though 
wants to be funny. Whereas the big one was like, I think I can write jokes. Like, I can get in, I can figure that out. The little one's like, that was funny, right? That was funny? Yeah. Right now she thinks swearing is real funny. So she uh, she swears, but she doesn't know how to do it right. So, uh. so the other day she goes, Dad, I said Jesus crap fuck poop. And I was like, okay, all right. She's like, it's funny, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, only because you said it while yeah, we're in church. I know. And, I, and she just she walked into the living room just just to tell me that. Hey, Dad, I says Jesus crap fuck poop. And I was like, I am. <laughs> we're not going to use those words. And she's like, I'm gonna. And I was like, all right, okay. And she, then she walked, of course, up to her sister. Hey, hey, Lola, check this out. Jesus crap fuck poop. And then of course, Lola, Dad, Jesus swearing. Oh. <laughs> Telling on her. Oh, she's a little rat. Classic. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Classic. So I don't know what they're going to be, but they're ter- they terrify me. Uh, I told you that the uh, I listened back to the last time you were mm-hmm. here. At the very end, yeah, you said, "Next time, ask me about my tattoo." Oh, really? Yeah. I did. I must have just gotten it then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have. Uh... <laughs> I have 10 tattoos. Okay. I have one on my back that I got when I was uh, like 18 and one day, you know? And it was one of those, you walk into the tattoo parlor, you're like, give me that thing on the wall. Slap it on me, you know? Yep. I, I'm punk rock. It's a, sh- like a shitty sun thing. It's so dumb. I've, I've got something similar. Yeah, yeah. Yep, day and, of. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And where'd you get yours? Uh, Well, I'll make this quick because this is about you, but uh, first one. Yeah. In Mexico. Oh, nice. In my hotel room. Whoa. Yeah. Where on your body is it? Uh, that one is right here, like a uh, upper arm. On shoulder. the shoulder, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. And then got one on my back a few okay. years later. Yeah. Uh, in, t- that- <laughs> in Thailand by no. a lady in, boy? No, in, in the locker room of the St. Paul Saints Stadium in St. Paul. Do you, are you? Are you just trying to get hepatitis? <laughs> You'd think so. Yeah. So my first one was yeah on the on the back, and then I did the feet. Right. I did. I did. Uh, I have eight footprints across my feet, and le- as if someone had walked in sand, you know that sort of thing. Oh my god. And everybody goes, oh, that must have hurt. And I go, yeah, and it, you know, and they're like, I hear the feet are real bad. Yeah. And it turns out uh, the worst one though was my last uh, tattoo, and it's probably my last tattoo because my buddy has seventy eight tattoos, and uh, I did this one, and he goes, you beat me. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you beat me for, like, the most badass tattoo thing. Oh, no. And so I... Oh, no. I... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I tattooed my balls. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I have a tattoo on my balls that says, may contain nuts, like a warning label. And... No. Uh, <laughs> 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 I did. No! Yeah, it's a hundred percent true. Uh, I tried to do a bit about it for a while, but everyone's just like, "Show us!" Right. You know, and and you can't, and they, you can't whip out your balls. You whip out your balls on stage. That's the end of the show. It's not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was in Denver, Colorado, and I I kind of said it as a joke, and somebody was like, "You wouldn't do that." And of course, I don't take lightly to a challenge, and so I was like, oh, "Of course I'd do it." And he's like, "You wouldn't do it." I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll do it." You know a guy? And he's like, "I know a guy." And I'm like, "All right, let's give him a call." I know a guy. It's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we call this guy. It was. Uh, do you know Ben Roy? Uh, the name. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got a show called Those Who Can't. He's out of Denver. Very funny guy. Mm-hmm. So his his big tattoo guy, uh, we call him his name is Jimmy. And we call, I go, hey, man, I, uh, I want to get a tattoo. You got any walk-ins tomorrow? And he goes, yeah, man, I got a 5 o'clock walk-in. I go, okay, cool. Uh, weird question. Um, 
I want to tattoo my balls. And he goes, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, you know, there's a fee for anything below the belt. And I was like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, it's like a $200 minimum that just tacks on on top of whatever the cost of the tattoo is. Wow. So I was like, all right, man. All right. So, so uh, I was like, I'll see you tomorrow at 5. And he was like, sure. And I walk in and I go, hey, man, I'm Joe. And he goes, I was hoping you weren't going to show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, I go, I ask him, I go, have you ever done this before? And he goes, he goes, you know, as a tattoo artist, we want to have tattooed most different body parts because the different skin. First off, I, before I even did it, I would talk to people about it and go, you think you can do it? You know, because and I said, you can't Google it. Can you tattoo your balls? You can't Google it. And uh, my buddy goes, my buddy goes, yeah, my grandpa just tattooed his arm at 83. So I'm pretty sure because <laughs> his arm skin, uh, your balls probably look about the same. You know, did he get the elbow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. we basically all turn into ball skin at a certain point. Just <laughs> you're going to feel real weird next time you hug your grandfather. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> and Not so tight. So, yeah, so I, I go in and, and he goes, we, you know, and so I said, oh, so you've tattooed balls? And he goes, once. And I go, oh, whose? And he goes, my own. And I was like, oh, yeah? And I go, what'd you do? And he did. He goes, one dot. No! <laughs> yeah. No! So he goes, he goes, I'm going to make a stencil. Um, and then you go in the back. What you need to do is a bunch of jumping jacks and a bunch of push-ups and stuff like that. Get your body temperature nice and warm so we have more canvas to work with. Because because you need your balls to drop down so you can stretch out the, oh, the canvas. Yeah, sure, sure. Right? Yeah. And it's so funny how quickly it turned from sort of a joke to just like, you know, just figuring this shit out. So he's like, take your pants off, leave your boxer briefs on, just pull the skin through. Keep as much of the other business out of the way because we don't want like a flap, you know, flopping on <laughs> to the quote unquote canvas getting in the way. So I'm like, all right, man, I'll keep as much as I can back there. And then I walk out with just ball skin hanging. <laughs> the guy, the guy's got a, he's got a stencil. That is like, I mean, it's like nine inches by four inches or whatever. And I go, I don't know where you think you're putting that. <laughs> Basketball? Yeah. I'm like, I, I thank, you know, obviously, you, you know, everybody says you have big balls to tattoo your balls, but I, you know, right. they're normal right, size right, right. balls. Hey, I'm not going to lie. And so he just, I go, I don't know where you're going to put that. And he goes, you'd be surprised. And he's, so he, uh, he has one of his buddies glove up. And he's put saran wrap over, like, the step, the stool that you normally put your arm on to tattoo. Yeah. And he goes, what you're going to do is you're going to step up and kind of hike them up over the top and stretch them out. Oh, and then we're going to slap uh -huh. this stencil on. So I pull the front and the side, and the other guy pulls the other side. Sure enough, man, slaps that stencil on. And then we're just... There, there weren't any vice grips to keep it in place or anything. No, <laughs> no was, this was a manual project. This is just manual labor. tighten this a little. Yeah. But, man, yeah, that's what he needed. He needed to stretch, you know, so we look... And then it turns all business. We're just in the mirror looking, ah, it should go down a little bit and to the left and to the, you know, whatever. And then he goes, all right, let's do this. And so I go, okay, man. He goes, what you're going to do is you're going to stretch out. We're going to do one letter at a time, right? He's gonna, you're going to take the, the skin and you're going to stretch it out as much as you can. And then you're going to dig your knuckles into this stool hard. Holy. And you're going to grit your teeth and you're going to not move. Okay, man? And I'm like, yeah, man, I got this. And so he goes, well, we're going to start with the S. May contain nuts. The last letter. And I go, okay. Okay. And I grit my teeth and I shove my knuckles into this thing. And, go, and he starts and, oh, Fuck, that hurts. Oh, my God, it hurts so bad. And I, I, he finishes the S, and I walk off, and I shake it off. I'm like, ah! I'm hitting myself. I'm trying sober? to get myself. Stone cold sober. I'm trying to get myself amped up. I'm like, okay, let's, ah, okay, let's do this, you know? And I come back, and I go, okay, let's do it. And he goes, really? 
And I go, yeah, we got a lot more letters. And he goes, honestly, I just thought we'd have an S on your balls. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, that's why I started with the S, so you could say it's about Super Bowls. <laughs> it was pretty clever. Not going to lie to you. Got it all done. He was doing you a favor. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, and uh, I think the funniest part of the whole story was I didn't tell I didn't tell my wife about it. I, just, I was this was yep. I just came to the follow up. Just here. came home. Hey honey, I got a new tattoo. And she was like, You're an idiot. And I was like, Yeah, but you married me, so you knew that. I mean, come on. What do you? And she goes, "You think that's funny? You really think that's funny?" And she's upset. You think that's funny? I'm like, "Yeah, actually, I think it's pretty." I'm not gonna lie. Well, she asked me why I did it. I said, "Cause it's funny." And she goes, "Are you? Th- oh, you think that's funny?" I'm, yeah, of course. I just, yeah. She goes, "You think that's gonna be funny when you're a grandfather?" And I'm like, "That's when it's hilarious." <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, Grandpa's got a ball tattoo. <laughs> yeah, he, on a hot day when he wears shorts, you can see it. It's great. <laughs> you know. That's the thing about tattoos. People always go like, oh, what's it going to look like when you're 80? Like the rest of me. Like shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not impressing a lot of uh-huh. people at 80. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, thank you for mentioning that uh, <laughs> at the end of the last time. And wow, I'm, I'm glad I asked. I, I wish I had a teaser for the next time. I'm, I'll have to go out and do something stupid again. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Wow. I'm picturing like the... Um, like a balloon, you know, like if you, you blow up a balloon and you can like draw on it with a sharpie. Yeah. And then when the air goes out, then it's all small or, well, or yeah. vice versa. Like yeah. Draw on a balloon, then blow it up and it's all. Yeah. Well, right now with the temperatures, it's a very small uh, tattoo. You can barely read it. You can barely read it. It's uh, you got to get real close. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! So it's just like uh, bl- like black, like just letters. It's just letters. Yeah, just letters. Just letters. <laughs> yeah, I was doing morning radio like two days later. I was in Denver. Standing. At the, yeah, at the Comedy Works. Oh yeah, no, I, that I had shows that night. I was like, I was walking around a little ginger. Yeah. Oh, and so I was doing morning radio, and the guy's like, "How's, how's Denver?" And I'm like, "I, I got a tattoo." <laughs> And I told him the whole story. And he was like, okay, man, you got to show me. And I was like, sure. And so I whipped out my balls on morning radio. And, of course, like the whole the whole studio goes nuts. And I bet they've been replaying that for years. Oh, my gosh. And it was it was honestly it was one of the best parts of piece of morning radio I've ever done. Oh, I guarantee it. People are showing up to the show. They're like, you did that what? You know, like, uh, yeah. I, I was driving traffic to that club like nobody's business. They, oh, absolutely. <clears throat> they, uh, I guarantee that. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee that. Uh, we should have done this a little bit ago hopefully people are sticking with us we were doing a new thing here joe we're uh offering people five dollar tickets okay see you nice uh so if they've been list they've been listening this far they get rewarded if they want to come to your show tomorrow night yeah february 1st 10 30 show February 1st, 10.30 show. They need to call the club, 612-338-6393. And What's say, that number again? 612-338-6393. Once and, again with that number. <laughs> and the code we're going to use that people need to give is NUTS. <laughs> nuts! How about that? Ma- nuts. How about, can you say may contain nuts? Can we do the whole thing? Sure. Are you just doing nuts? Okay. Is it you just got to say it? Yeah, okay, may contain so, nuts. So, so you got to call the comedy club. Yep. And you got to say, I'd like $5 tickets. For the 1030 show. For the 1030 show. Friday night. Friday night. Joe Larson. May contain nuts. Yep. Yes. And you uh, are getting $5 uh, tickets. Oh, that's, I, you know what? That should be the name of my next album, is May Contain Nuts. I, I, yeah. Oh, uh, just, I, I already, I can take a picture, you know? <laughs> just put it, slam it right on. 
it'd be great if it was real zoomed in so you didn't know what it was. It just looked like... <laughs> Who tattooed that elephant skin? Yeah, right? I saw, I, saw, uh, I saw something like that on Twitter this morning. It was a, it was a, hey, fool people into thinking that you're on vacation. And it was a picture, somebody took a picture of like in between the handle of like a bleach uh, yeah. container. And uh, it looks like the window on an airplane. If you, you just go. do it from an angle. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's that's a real sad life. <laughs> well, that's a real sad life if the, if that's your big weekend plans. <laughs> I, it definitely is. Uh, so <laughs> may contain nuts, five dollar tickets. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let this is a podcast that you're doing right now. You have your own I podcast. Do. Let's talk about it's that. It's called a bit. Joe and Andy Save the World, okay. where every week we attempt to solve one of the world's greatest problems. We uh, usually get lost bullshitting and forget to do it. Uh, but each week we attempt. We get drunk and forget. Uh, but it's a very funny, very funny podcast. Uh, the most recent one, we we play different games. The most recent one we did was we went back through all of Bill Cosby's albums and we renamed them, uh, considering uh, what has come to light about his character, right? Because he was he was America's favorite dad, uh-huh. right? He was the America's dad, Absolutely. and he was. A, it turns out he's a goddamn monster. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, we had to rename some of the albums. Like, there's, of course, the, I grew up listening to uh, To My Brother Russell, whom yeah. I slept with. So, of course, uh, <laughs> we had to rename that one To My Brother Russell, who I drugged and raped. <laughs> uh, there, there was, there's been, you know, uh, uh, I don't remember. So, there was, we just went through the catalog, you know, uh, had different names. We've, we've done. Um, Did you go through his uh, books as well? Oh, we, you know what? Maybe we got to rename those two. Come on. We got to rename those two. Next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was an author, don't forget. Yeah, he was an author. Yeah. Oh, man. What a fall from grace. Yeah, what I just a... saw that because uh, he's in, uh, he's locked up right he's now. He's in jail. I know. Yeah. Thank God. They just had, uh, they busted a drone flying over the prison he's in trying to get pictures of him earlier this week. Whoa. Yeah. Uh huh. Whoa. Yeah. That's wild. Uh-huh. Th- th- that's where TMZ can go fuck themselves. You know, like it's like one of those where I don't believe he deserves privacy. But I think it's gross to try to make money off the fact that he's in jail. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody should make money off the fact that he's in jail, it should be all of the women he victimized. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So if, if TMZ was going to do that, release those pictures, and then send the money to those ladies, great, sure. Okay, fine. But they weren't. No, of course not. Of course not. No. It's just terrible. So I noticed that there was kind of a dead spot in podcasts for you being. Uh... Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We had a we had we had a little season gap. Uh, yeah, we we. Uh, what happened? We just got. Oh, a couple things that we just life got real busy for a second, mm-hmm. so we took a little break. Uh, but we're back in full force. Um, been a few this year already. Been a few this year. Yeah, we're going hard. We're going every other week right now. Okay, and we. Um, uh, let's see here. The other game. Oh, you, you, we play games uh, like um, we also did. We also discussed recently. Apparently, uh, back in the day, there was um, a bar where you could wrestle a penguin. Or no, what was it? No, you could wrestle. A, you could wrestle an ape. That's what it was. Going, we're going to bring this podcast full circle. Oh, look at that! We're yeah. doing the full circle podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was okay back in the 1800s. There was these bars where you could wrestle certain monkeys, right? And you'd have to pay money to wrestle these monkeys, sort of thing. And so one of our super listeners called in and he said, "If you could wrestle any animal in the zoo, and you got to remember, there's an audience, so you don't want to be the one wrestling penguins, right? You don't want to be the guy who's just kicking over monkeys that are like little, you know, little flightless birds. You know, you want you actually want." 
something that you can brag about. Sure. What animals would you fight in the zoo? And so we taught, we, we discuss these sorts of topics. And we have people call in and weigh in on theirs. And it's a good time. If you could fight any animal, what would you fight? Peacock. See, you're the one of those assholes. <laughs> you're going to kick like the most beautiful thing in the... They're dicks. But they're gorgeous. Fine. They're gorgeous. No one's beating them up. They they need a. You think you think they need respect? Yeah. You're like you're like that one comedian. You should hit your kids. Everybody gotta hit their kids. Yeah. I did it in that voice because that's usually the voice it's coming from. Uh, <laughs> Bernie Mac had that joke. You hit, hit your kid in the stomach. Hit your kid. Yeah. You gotta hit your kid. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't hit my kids. No. I no. want to. <laughs> that's the thing that I didn't realize is that I felt like a bad parent recently because I was like I just had the, one of those situations where they're just screaming in your face and you can't do anything and i was like i could just i could destroy you and i was like you don't know the power i have that i'm not using on That's you right you don't know how kind i'm being you know you don't understand the diplomacy had a, i there was i just wanted to smack him so bad because we're at the playground and they just screamed at my face and this woman this what I, I did not know her i didn't know who she was she just leaned in never met her and just kind of whispered right here she goes don't you wish you could hit him ah! <laughs> and i was like i'm not alone ah. i'm not alone oh it's so great do, do you ever? Did you ask her that? <laughs> yeah. What do you want to confess to, lady? Yeah. Mm. Love it. I saw in the back there, you have some t-shirts. Yes. Selling those after the show. Selling those after the show. Yes. Okay. They correlate with the album. Yeah. And uh, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. They're beautiful t-shirts. You yeah. want one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go back there and snack one. Yes. Well, Rep that merch. Okay, bag. good. No, Excellent. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They've been selling like hotcakes. I'm actually pretty proud of them. I like them. It's, I think... the, it's the album cover? It's Well, it's close to it. Okay. Um, yeah, the album is called Emotional Support. And the, one of the jokes that I have, one of the punchlines is, this is my emotional support scotch. Mm-hmm. And it's a bottle of uh, scotch uh, that says emotional support scotch, do not pet. Um, uh, <laughs> it's funny, as, as I'm coming up with this merch stuff, it's funny how you know, like people people will weigh in with uh, like ideas, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know what you should do? And, you know, it's 90, nine times out of ten, it's real dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my wife is like... You should private label scotch. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's a great idea if I wasn't going into bars where they have their own booths. <laughs> and, like, who's who's at a comedy show? Like, I'm buying scotch. It's like a $5.50 bottle of scotch. Yeah, yeah. I did a commercial last year for Laphroaig, which was fun, uh, which is a scotch. Okay. I got flown to London. I didn't know what it was for. Real? Yeah. So I get this. I get, I, we did this Skype interview, me and my buddy Luke. And with the producers, and they aren't telling what the thing's for. We just know it's for some kind of booze. And we uh, we get done. They're like, great. I think we're going to use you. We'll call you next day, on Tuesday. Are you available next week? And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Tuesday goes by. They're like, okay, we're definitely using you. Um, we're going to send you over the paperwork, sign it, and get it back to us. Like, cool. When are we flying out? You're flying out on Monday. Okay. Uh, when is our – can we get our flights? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get them to you eventually. So – Sunday night, I get an email. Here's your flights. <laughs> like, it was so last minute. So we're like, okay, this is a weird situation. We don't know who we're working for. We're getting our flights last minute for an insane amount of money. We're like, you know, because they're, they're last minute flights to London. Yeah, yeah. And we've, we're flown. So, so it's one of those where, like, I, I don't know if there's a high budget thing, a low budget thing. 
So we get flown first class over there. So I'm like, well, that's big budget. Sure. Get picked up in this beautiful Mercedes, drove to this kind of shitty hotel. So it was like this weird, like, is it high budget? Is it low budget? Then we were given three days to just screw off in London and see the sights, which was awesome. And then on day four, we were ushered into a cafe from war- makeup and wardrobe and I'm like that's weird we had to bring our own wardrobe because us playing us I'm like that's low budget yeah ah, okay I don't know what I'm doing here but then we go to the st- sound studio and I see the setup it's ultra high budget it's five cameras on the red it's like you know oh. it's just all these you know all, a bunch of jibs and things like that this huge sound studio it's beautiful so I'm like okay, what are we doing and they, so the thing was was you're going to sit at this bar for an hour there's a white cylinder on the bar, and under that white cylinder is a bottle of some type of liquor. You're going to take the cylinder off, and then you're going to drink, and you're going to talk about it, and we'll kind of direct you once we, you start rolling. But you, the only rule is even if you have had it, pretend like you haven't. That's the only rule. Yeah. And so like, cool. So we take the top off of this, and it's Lefroig, which I love. And I was like, sweet, I'm getting paid to drink Lefroig. This is fantastic. And we just sat there and got schnockered for an hour, had the best time ever. And then they sobered us up uh, for about an hour upstairs, had uh, you know craft service, and then we came back down, and they shot it from behind for an hour. So we just drank all day. And then those commercials, you'll see them all over the place. They're all internet commercials. Really? So yeah, they're, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on you know any, anytime you're on YouTube. I've I, I I get so many text messages and emails. I saw your commercial, dude. Oh, really? yeah, that's awesome. How did uh, and they paid you in cash, not in alcohol? Yes, yeah, I know. I did. I did ask. I was like, hey, can I get uh, like wholesale prices on this? And they're like, we're just the commercial company. We aren't oh, actually right, right. Lafroy. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it was uh, it was funny because like there was it was I think four or five couples, you know, because me and my buddy Luke and then there's a husband and wife and then there's a couple of other two girls that were, you know, so they they paired everybody up. And there's a guy there's a guy there just to wipe the glasses down, make sure the bottle looks right, make sure it's filled up to the right amount because it can't look too not full. And so that's his whole job is just kind of refilling and wiping down the glasses and doing that sort of thing. And about halfway through the shoot, he comes back and there's two of the girls, two of the other couples are sitting there. And here's someone goes, these fellas have drank more than all of the rest of the people combined. <laughs> and my buddy Luke just doesn't really drink at all. So I was just smashing scotch. I was like, this is the best day of my life. I'm having a great time. Where's the next one? Yeah, totally. Yeah. What are we doing? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I got into a fight within 12 minutes of of uh, being in London. Or almost a fight. I thought you were going to say from leaving the commercial. Uh, yeah, you would think. Invincible. You would think. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I get, I get, uh, we get to Shoreditch, which is a good neighborhood. It's, it's sort of like a upscale, fancy, used to be shitty neighborhood, you know? Okay. Um so we get to shortage and we land late at night and I just go to bed, wake up the next day. Luke's like, you want to grab some breakfast? So I go, yeah, we leave the hotel. We get two blocks from the hotel and this guy bumps into me and, and turns around and goes, oi, you walked in my path. And I'm like, what? I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, and he's like, you, you walked in my path. What? what? And I'm like, he gets right in my face, really aggressive. I'm like, I go, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm not from around here. I don't know how this works. Maybe it's a, you know, right side of the road, left side of the thing. And I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to cause trouble, you know? Yeah. And he goes, oh, you sorry from where, huh? And he's right in my face. And I go, trying to defuse the situation. I go, oh, from the bottom of my heart. I'm sorry from the bottom. <laughs> And he didn't. He didn't think that was funny no, at all. He I goes, don't. "Oh, you yank, huh? You a fucking yank? You think you're funny?" And I'm like, "I'm not trying to be funny, dude. I'm just. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm brand new to this town. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry if I got in your way, man. I really. I. I'm not trying to cause trouble." Uh-huh. And he goes, "Oh, you think you're tough?" 
And I'm like, what? And he goes, you work out? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know. He goes, you, you like lift weights? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, because you, you got a nice body. You got, you look like you, you, you look strong. You look, you look, you got a nice body. And I'm like, wait, are you, what? are you hitting on me now? Like, he went from like aggressive to sexually aggressive, which is wildly confusing. You know, I'm like, what? I don't. And then he goes, you got nice teeth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I go, oh, thank you. But, I really like your pants. Yeah, totally. And then, he, but then he goes, you have had him knocked in your fucking face. <laughs> and I was like, oh Jesus. Okay, we're back. We're back there. We're set up, bro. Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was like, I didn't at first. I was like, I didn't know should I should I fight him or fuck him. And I, I yeah. After he said that, I was like, well, I gotta fuck him. Because uh, so I kissed him. Because um, that is the one way to defuse a fight. Is that's the if some you know like every. The, the fight, two males fighting, especially like white 20-something dudes, is the most homoerotic thing you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Right. They get right up in each other's faces, just touching chests, almost making out. Yeah. You know, they, one of them takes their shirt off. Yeah. They start asking consent. You want to do this? Yeah. You want to do this, bro? You know? <laughs> so so I've, I've, my, my, my strategy now is if somebody does that to me, I just go, yes, and I kiss them. And then they stop immediately. It's yeah. just, you, you know, you, which is... I feel like if we can learn anything, I think if we move forward as society, it's uh, love over hate, sure. you know? And uh, <laughs> Where's the next place you'll be uh, visiting? <laughs> yeah. I want to know, where are you bringing yeah. peace next? Where am I bringing peace next? Uh, I got Vegas coming up. I'm going to be at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club in Vegas. Um, I got a run of theaters next week in Mel- um, Maryland, Delaware, and Pennsylvania. Uh, all dates you can find on my website, joelarsoncomedy.com. And if you want to see me, come down tomorrow night. Call the club. Call the club. Tell them that you want to come to the 1030 show. It's $5. Mm-hmm. The code may contain nuts. May contain nuts. Check out Joe and Andy Save the World, the podcast, and then go on Pandora or buy my album, Emotional Support. Perfect. I, I love each and every one of you. Oh, and then don't forget to support our sponsor, Lighters. <laughs> Plastic lighters. Plastic lighters. It's a. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thank you, buddy. Let's end it there. Um, that was awesome.